Hey. Welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast. I'm Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. <laughs> and today we're talking about manifestations. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. I'm picturing myself eating a hamburger. And you know what? I'm I had a hamburger after this. <laughs> Did oh, you? Maybe yeah. I manifested James eating a hamburger. Yeah, actually, something really good happened at the hamburger joint. Um, oh. Yeah. I I'd never us. had it before, and somebody recommended burgers and shakes in Lexington. I was like, okay. And I went there, and I spent $8.40, and, but I used a 10. So I got back a dollar, a dime, and this is the kicker. I got a, a JFK... 89 half dollar in change. What? So, yeah, I got a little souvenir basically at a burger joint. Wow. That's yeah. weird. Very but happy congratulations, about it. Congratulations, James. I'm so happy that that happened for well, you. Yeah, they just stared funny. at me when I was happy about it like I was crazy. And I think, like, seriously? <laughs> They're probably thinking, like, I'm so glad to get rid of this half dollar. And James is just like, it's magic. They're probably like, I'm glad to get rid of this weird looking dime. <laughs> Well, oh, man, Spice is upside down. I hate it when he does that, or she, or whatever. Uh, Stop it! What do you have to do when Spice goes upside down? Do you have to go and tap their, her little cage with pen? No, that's the problem, is I don't want it to fall. Stop it! You stop doing that! <laughs> do, do you think that your spiders understand what you're saying? This one just got down. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> so, way to go, Spice. Wow. Well, you know, it's been a while since we've had a spider update, James. Yeah. How are your spiders doing? Did you ever get Chai out of her little cage? I did. Things are going a lot better now that it's in a new, nice enclosure. Did you guys build a good rapport? Are you guys like best friends now? I guess. Okay. All right, good. Well, I'm glad that you and Chai have built a relationship, especially since I'm going to call her a she because I feel like Chai is a very feminine name. Agreed. So... I hope that you and her get along beautifully and that you create some wonderful memories together, James. Thank you. Um, wow. <laughs> what? Did they get married and run off together? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chai wearing a little um, a Oh, little my God. <laughs> and then a bikini on the honeymoon. No, no. Oh, you guys are making spiders creepy. <laughs> That's James, what we're here for, I hate James. to break it to you. <laughs> um, Sir James... So, James got a half dollar today. Okay. So, that's beautiful for James. Alex, what's your good news today? What manifest? What have you manifested in your life that is beautiful? Uh, beautiful? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Closed alone, but that's like, I don't know. That doesn't feel like a manifestation. I guess it could be. It's He's just working hard. It could be. Who knows? That's the hard thing to know about manifestations, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a moment, but... I manifested a, a pint of ice cream for myself. So, huh. did you go buy a pint of ice cream today? No, what me? No, it just appeared <laughs> in our freezer somehow. So, that's my happiness for the day. You know what else makes me really happy, you guys? Our hearty hellos. Do you want to wave hi to everybody from around the world right now? Of course. Okay, you guys, you can't see it because you're listening to this, but we're waving at the microphone. And we're waving to all of our listeners in Cambodia. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Cambodia. Hi, Cambodia. We're also going to wave to everybody that is currently in Denmark. Mm. So, hello, Denmark. Hello, Denmark. And then in the US of A, Alex, do you want to point to the map? Sure. 
All right, Alex. <laughs> Alex. What? You touched my computer so weird. He said hello to Utah. Yeah, what's up, Utah? Right now, California and Nevada are two of our highest listened oh, states. Oh, wow, look at Nevada. But they look like, it looks like a, a slice of watermelon, doesn't it, Alex? It does look like a slice of watermelon. Because it's, California's green and Nevada's pink. Yeah, so you guys, wherever you're listening in the world, hello, hello, hello. And thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you. For tuning in. Let's, let us know what other fruits you want us to find on the map. Yeah, just <laughs> let us know what other <laughs> other fruits. Uh, Kentucky and Michigan kind of look like a, a little thing of grapes. We're not going to go into it. Let's talk instead about our icebreaker. What is our icebreaker today, you guys? Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. This is a fun one. This is one we've okay. never done before. Since man, if part of manifesting in you know many circles... Uh, one of the important things is to be grateful. So I thought, mm-hmm. what what's something today each of you are grateful for? Oh, I, this is something that I've been doing daily. So this is a good little mm-hmm. icebreaker, James. Mm-hmm. Um, just concentrating on what you're thankful for. Obviously, I think the thing that I'm most thankful for is just getting to spend time with my daughter because she is just like a blessing. Mm-hmm. So that and then uh, outside of that, because I'm thankful for her every day. I am thankful for all of the customers that I get to work with at my regular nine to five, just because I get to build really close relationships with them. So I've been thankful for those relationships lately. Hmm. Alex, what about you? I'm thankful to have a job because two people got fired today. (laughs) (laughs) The way you said it too, dang, cold blooded. Yeah, Take that, Pam in accounting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad to have a job. <laughs> James, what about you? And a job I like oh. for a change also. Yeah, yeah good deal. Nice. Yeah. Um, I am glad, or grateful rather, uh, that I have so many people in my life who appreciate me. Aw, wow. James. Mm. You're thankful for me? Yeah. Aw. Well. This was so heartwarming. It's a heartwarming. I hope everyone knows. That this is how it's going to be for now on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are thankful for all of our listeners. We're also very thankful for all of our Patreon subscribers as well. So if you subscribe to our Patreon, thank you so much for supporting us going and doing that. Because I know that it's not something that you necessarily have to do. But we're we're very, very happy to get to build those relationships with you as well. We also want to give a special shout out to... My dear friend, Caitlin, who's the one who submitted our topic, who we drew from the Patreon vase this month, and it's why we're talking about manifestations today. Mm-hmm. So I think with that, you guys, are we ready to hop on into our topic? Yeah. I think we're all putting out lots of goodwill today. Good energy, good, <laughs> good karma. Energy, good karma is exactly where I was going. I was trying to go into my topics. I could go first. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I Alex was trying to sneak his way. I was way trying to do a nice little first. transition. Yeah, and you, you, you actually helped me get there. Thank can, you. Can you just explain to everybody why you like going first? What? I just that way I could just like <laughs> chill a little bit afterwards. Otherwise, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be listening to you all, but I'm also gonna be like looking at my notes and be like <sighs> nervous. Can I add something else? Like, hmm. no, I can't. 
Is there something I can do to change this? Oh, look, CC stepped on my toes on this topic. Like, mm-hmm. and then- <laughs> get over yourself. No, this wow. is the thing. Like, I don't think that I've ever had that feeling. I get my notes done, and then I'm just like, I'm ready to go. Well, usually I'm ready to go, but like, you know, I've been very, I've, been, I've had very late nights at work, and so <laughs> it's been, yeah. Well, you know what. James, should we just let him have this? Uh, I actually think that that's a good order. I actually think Alex CC me is a good order for this one. And Alex, mine welcome. is probably the one that most people have like an understanding of. I probably I feel like because karma is karma, baby. Karma is karma. <laughs> He's been saying this all day, by the way, James. Oh, I have had a remarkably difficult time researching this because I'm like, I know if you don't know what karma is. Anyway, I'm just going to talk about it. I'll so, play backup I, singer if you run into trouble. Okay, okay, yeah, that's fine. I think, you know what, I think you're a beautiful vocalist. And I think you're the reason most people listen to this show. So uh, you're probably like the lead singer, but you're giving me that one song where I get to take the reins. Oh, my God. Uh, on, on the B track? Yeah. <laughs> Alex, Goodness. sing your B track. Sing your B track for us. All right. So, like I said, I, I think most people have a general idea of how karma works. And I, I definitely did. But I never really like sat and thought about what the meaning of karma working like through your life implies about the world. Hmm. Like, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, if I do this and this happens. What comes around goes around. Right. I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So believing in karma means that you believe that your past actions are actually writing your future. Yeah. Like that there is this relation between your present in your past about whether you did good or bad things. So like most people know, like, you know, if you save a turtle's life, congrats, something good will happen to you. You essentially like write your own future through your life's series of deeds, like every decision of your life. And according to some like websites, like every little tiny action you do is like, has some sort of karmic value, sure, positive or negative, your thoughts. Um, it, obviously, your actions, but they say that your thoughts are also influencing a yeah. lot of your well, thoughts lead stuff. to actions. Ultimately, that's yeah, the that's chief also reason. True. Which is a really, I mean, it's just such an interesting way to perceive life. It, so some believe that, and and there is a lot of belief with the karma that life is throwing these interesting lessons at us, and it's kind of up to us to learn these lessons. And if we don't then we're going to get stuck in this cycle. That is an excellent way of phrasing. Similar events hitting us over and over, and they just keep rearing their ugly head. And, you know, I think we all know this person. This person that has these self-destructive tendencies, and they just keep, like, maybe they they fall for the wrong person, like bad people, or they just keep doing these – things that they like self-sabotage and they're just not learning these lessons but when you learn these lessons and karma it's kind of you like finally break free of this cycle and your life becomes better because of it (laughs) and so because you're breaking but because like when you're failing these lessons karma's just going to bring it back to you it's going to try and make you learn it again right and so when you do learn your future is written differently Oh, interesting. Yeah. So now karma, depending on where you look, is 
passed it can be passed down from different lives, but it doesn't really seem to mean much presently, as far as I can tell. It seems like maybe it could affect your starting position in life. Yeah, I think that's like a good that. way of looking at it. Like, I'll give you just a hypothetical. Let's say yeah. somebody uh, leads an impoverished life, and they think money's the solution to all their problems, so they become greedy, and they just naturally buy that. They naturally want to be wealthy, so they're reborn in a wealthy setting, and they're miserable because, hmm. they one, they don't appreciate it because they're born into it, and two, they have all these other problems that they hadn't factored in in their previous life. So that's one component of it. You know, desires lead to rebirth within this karmic system. Um, mm-hmm. And as a result, the sufferings that follow, they're not punishments for those desires. They're just natural side effects of those desires. Yeah. And the, the great thing about this karmic thing is that no matter where you're coming in at, whether, you know, your past lives really kicked you to the ground or they lift you up or whatever is happening, you're philosophy in life is should be the same do good get good right um and you'll receive good and it's just this basic principle that i think really everyone should follow whether you believe in this karmic principle or not doing good is always good and whether it's like you receive something like a lump sum of money from someone for no reason or you just feel good about yourself i think that might be a karmic payback enough enough but you know again i really want to harp on though kind of what i've said earlier about writing your own destiny with everything you do it's kind of like like the, the law of like for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction Absolutely. except for in karma it's not really opposite <laughs> it's more for every action there's an equal reaction i guess because Good good gets good, and bad means that more bad will be receiving into your life. And again, like I want you, I want you to close your eyes and picture. Um, oh okay, my okay, god! My eyes are closed. <laughs> so picture that someone drops a hundred dollar bill and they don't realize it fell. And imagine in that moment you pick it up, and in that moment that you pick it up, you're right. You have a choice to write your future, and it is an inescapable future that you're doing with this decision. So say you took that hundred dollars and you went and bought yourself the largest ice cream ever. James and Cece would have totally done this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now you have created an inescapable future. That ice cream is going to, it's going to um, have food poisoning. Well, it might, it might have food poisoning. It might be that you've now created a future where, uh, you fall down the sto- stairs and you break three toes. I'm going to feel awful about myself. If I yeah. ever did that, my conscience would never allow But then it. the question is, is because you have written it. Like once you have done that bad deed, this next thing is going to happen. Right. So that, so in that way you have already manifested your future. Hmm. Now do the question is, is it when you break your toes, are you going to learn your lesson? Alex are is going, going on to tour draw next that month parallel? as a motivational yeah. speaker. <laughs> are you going to go? Are you going to draw the conclusion that this bad thing may have had to do something with what you did earlier that was pretty bad, or are you going to write it off and proceed with the rest of your life 
and probably have something somewhere happen again <laughs> until you learn your lesson. Until you learn not to take that $100 bill. Yep. James, you leave that $100 bill With on karma, the floor. It's up to you to put two and two together. I su- suggest you do it quickly. Uh, well you guys thank you for attending alex's ted talk i knew you were gonna make that joke yeah i was gonna make it um i have a question for you james just about the karmic uh, karmic side sure there's that phrase that nice guys finish last Mm. how does that kind of deal with the karmic side because if you're being nice within everything one thing that i think should be pointed out about that phrase is it, it doesn't mean that good people don't succeed in life. What it really means, if you actually analyze it, and I don't know who, if the person who coined it meant it this way, but it's my observation. This whole nice guys finish last. Usually what it really means is, is people who are not confident and assertive and have a mission in life, you know, they, they seem nice, but really it, it, there's a selfishness to that. There's a selfishness to not taking a stand for the things that you want and you desire. And, uh, you know, and under the guise that you're just being nice. So in that context, yeah, I think nice guys finish last because their niceness is a veil for uh, a lack of initiative. Interesting. James. Yeah. And, and Alex, you did a great job. You definitely didn't need any backup singing. Um, there's only one thing I'll tack on to it. And it's just because I, I hear so often people misunderstand karma. I've maybe even mentioned this before. Like you hear people say, oh, karma's a bitch. And it's like, well, karma's not a <laughs> deity, first of all. It, like, there's no individual making <laughs> right. those decisions. It's, it's a cause and effect like gravity. And secondly, that statement is so negative. It's such a bad karma statement <laughs> because it's, gonna, it's literally yeah, like, it's I hope bad, bad things happen to people who inconvenience me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also very it's, offensive to my dog. It's really so. Funny. Oh, I get it. Because yeah. she's a female dog. Yeah. Okay, are you guys? <laughs> or what if we name her Karma? Then she is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. So I'm going next, you guys, because James. This is what James has manifested for this episode. <laughs> is that it goes Alex CC James? So I am talking about the concept of vibrational manifestation, and I actually. I selfishly snarfed this topic because when James threw out some topic possibilities, I saw the topic and I said, I've heard of that when I'm taking it. So good deal. Anyways, I also, I feel like it's something that a lot of people have heard of uh, just the law of through the law of attraction. You know, that book, Alex. Yeah. That book, that book. Mm. And it works kind of hand in hand with the concept of vibrational manifestation. By the way, when I started Googling this topic, I kept typing vibrational infestation into Google for some reason. And I actually ended up learning a little bit about various insects because many use (laughs) vibrations to communicate. And I thought this is very interesting, but especially when it comes to like mating and they shake and they're like, come get some cicadas, man. (laughs) Well, yeah, the cicadas, they've been going crazy in my backyard, but I read this really fascinating study on how some researchers were trying to rid farms of pests by basically putting out this odd frequency and vibration to discourage bugs from coming and getting busy on their plants. And it worked, kind of. <laughs> it worked, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I was, I was thought that was a very interesting little thing. So it's like, okay, I've got... James, when I went out to my garden this morning to take a look at things, which, by the way, our zucchini plant is just, like, thriving. Yeah, but it's huge. On, <laughs> on our tomato plant, there was a leaf with all these little 
eggs on it. And I was just like, what kind of egg is this? They look like little golden circles, perfect little circles. Like orange? Yeah, James. Yeah, orange. Did you did you smash them? No, I didn't. I picked the leaf off. What is it? Ah, good. Um, it could be either, because they look really similar, uh, Colorado potato beetle, which are pests to tomatoes. They eat pretty much any solenid plant. Uh, but it could also be ladybug eggs, and those are good. Well, we've got we've got a ton of ladybugs in our backyard right now, so I'm going to assume it's the ladybugs because it's I like deal. that idea better. Mm-hmm. I just took the leaf off the plant and I put it on the ground. Good deal. So anyways, okay, enough about ladybug egg, eggs, you guys. Let's talk about manifestation. So we're going to... We're going to keep talking about vibrations. How to attract high vibrations to your life, okay? And this topic actually had a bit to do with physics, uh, which was never my calling in school. Physics, geometry, calculus, any of those classes, I was like, C's get degrees. And I got through them, but I didn't like it. And I also think, and this is off topic too, but I think that my geometry teacher may have pity passed me (laughs) uh, because she didn't want me back in her class the next year because I struggled the entire semester. And then I got to the final and maybe I manifested this. Maybe that's really what it was. I was just like thinking, I don't want to have to do this again, but I got to the final and I was like, I'm not even going to study because I'm not going to pass this class. Like I'm failing right now. And no matter what I do, I can't get through it. So I didn't study, but then I took the final somehow got a B on the final, which was such a big chunk of my grade that it brought my grade up to a C. So I didn't have to take the class again. Hmm. It was amazing. Miraculous. (laughs) But anyways. Okay. So do you guys know what all objects and literally everything in the universe does? Vibrates. Vibrates. Um, Because if you think of all the little tiny atoms and electrons and protons and neutrons and all that stuff that makes up all the matter, it's all just shaking really fast and it's emitting frequencies that make one object uniquely that object. Or a person uniquely that person. It kind of freaks me out to think about the atoms that make me. Because they don't really touch. They're always just kind of moving. So it's like all the stuff that makes all of us people isn't technically even touching. Yeah. Consistently. Oh, you want something to blow your flipping mind? This is crazy to think about. There is a, I think it's five times 10 to the 52nd power. It's, It's never been observed for obvious reasons because that's insane probability but technically technically if i were to slap my hand on this desk there is a like five to the 50 second power that all the atoms in my hand will miss all the atoms in the wood and my hand will just go through the desk like i'm a flipping ghost that is not paranormal that is physics oh james so that okay all right that's freaking me out see (laughs) the whole just the atom thing freaks me out to begin with and now james has scared me (laughs) we're all just vibrating ghosts we're vibrating ghosts well for some reason i kept thinking about a spontaneous combustion (laughs) (laughs) research like what if something got between all those atoms and then just make them explode and i know it's probably not how spontaneous combustion works i wonder it's quite the spectacle somebody should submit spontaneous combustion as a topic and we'll figure out maybe we can make (laughs) that a patreon episode yeah that'd be good Yeah, we'll do a, we're going to do a Patreon episode on spontaneous combustion. But anyways, okay. So think about all the atoms in your body vibrating and emitting this unique frequency. According to a blog called manifesteveryday.com, and also James, because he's talking, he's talked about this with me before, but that's called resonance. Hmm. So 
the idea on this type of manifestation is that our thoughts and feelings also put out vibrations into the world. And based upon those vibrations we put out, they attract the same kind of vibration. So it's kind of like, it's very similar to Alex's in a way. Like um, you put out high vibes, you're going to get high vibes back. So if you put out all these good vibes and positive thoughts, you're going to attract those things. That's pretty simple, right, Alex? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but if we got if we put out old vibes, the universe is going to return not so great things. So that's kind of like it's kind of like the power of positivity when it comes to this. This sounds a bit like karma. Sounds familiar, but mm. manifesteveryday.com mentioned how easy it is to fall into a negative state of mind because we're almost like raised to do that like society and then the people that kind of surround us prime us. They can prime us sometimes to compare ourselves to others and to just be afraid and on guard all the time and to feel embarrassed about how others might perceive us. So even subconsciously, we might not even be thinking about it, but we might be putting out these low vibrational thoughts because it's just ingrained in human DNA and psychology. <laughs> and when we have this, these kind of self-doubting thoughts and just aren't too happy with who we are, that can often attract more nastiness, which in turn validates those poor thoughts as being accurate. And then we get kind of in a cycle of unhappiness. But there are things that you can do to go from low vibration to high vibration, but it does take a little work and consistency in order to kind of get yourself to that position. James, would you say that you're a high vibes person? I suppose. Feels arrogant to say. I would say so too. I actually, I have a dear friend, Kat and Kat, hello, if you're listening, but she says that she's only going to hang out with high vibes people. And she always asks me to hang out. So I'm just like, Ooh, you know what that means? Oh, wow. Hair flip. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So Alex, are you high vibes or low vibes? I'd say, I'd say high vibes. Yeah. I think that, well, this is the thing. Everybody can't be high vibe all the time. We're all going to dip into just me. Just, just Alex. <laughs> I found a blog, okay, called throughthephases.com that outlines some steps that you can do to become a more high vibe person. Mm-hmm. And the author, a woman named Esther, she actually had 15 things you can do. I'm not going to go over all 15 things here because there's just not enough time. So you should visit her site to check them out. Um, but I'm going to talk just a, about a couple that I found particularly interesting. And the first is that I'm going to kind of roll two of her tips into one. But breathwork and practicing meditation, both of these things can raise your vibration and meditation actually involves breathwork. So that's why I'm kind of making this a single point. So breathing is an action that most people take for granted because we're not constantly thinking about it. Like our our lungs just know what to do and we just do it without thinking. So when you meditate, you can use breathwork and concentrate on your breath to get yourself into a meditative state. And my energy healer, her name is Jay. She actually gave me great advice that when you meditate, you should breathe audibly. Is that something that you do, James? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, they, they talk about watching the breath. Listening to the breath can be just as effective. Well, that's the only thing. The only way I've ever been able to get into a Zen state is if I'm audibly like listening to my breath. <laughs> so it's got something that it does to the brain to get you in a, into a Zen state. But one of my biggest challenges when it comes to meditation is all, it's also the breath work. Because for me, breathing is almost like blinking. When I start thinking about it, I feel like it becomes harder to do. Sure. And I tried to do a yoga class when I was pregnant with Gwen and I gave up after a few sessions because it's like they would be like, okay, breathe in one, two, three, four. And then I would like keep breathing in or I would stop breathing because they go to like 12. Breathe in for 12 seconds. And I'm just like, I can't get that far. 
And so <laughs> it would it would throw me off. And I was like, I can't do this. But James is like, he's the meditation expert over there. So I'm not going to dive into how to meditate because James would probably disapprove. Right, James? <laughs> I doubt it, but I don't know. James would be like, Cece, you're telling them to do it all wrong. I can just imagine <laughs> Oh, man. Maybe we'll do a Patreon episode on that, too. That'd be fun. Um, it would be fun. And, James, I also want to do a, a Patreon episode where we d- give a video tour of all of your spiders. Can we oh, do that's that a good idea, too. Yeah, you guys, there's going to be so much fun We need stuff. to edit it like it's MTV Cribs. I was exactly. just about to say that. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. So you guys oh, stay tuned. It's going to come out sometime <laughs> in the future. Okay, so tip two, get outside, spend time with Mother Nature, you guys. And this is something that I feel like I need to do more often. And it's something that I just kind of forget about because work keeps me inside so much of the time. But nature is a very high vibrational place. So if you ever get in a funk or whenever you have time, really just kind of step outside and immerse yourself in it, go for a hike. Or if you're in between meetings, this is what I've started trying to do is in between meetings, I will take a 10 to 15 minute walk just so I can get out out of the house and just be outside for a minute. And it calms me down because I just, you know, sometimes phone calls at work can be very stressful. And so if I'm like stressed, taking a walk always helps me return to my Zen state. So Yeah, so that's something that you guys can do. Tip numero trace. Turn that frown upside down and just smile. Bear those pearly whites, Alex. I want to see you smile. Oh, he's got got such beautiful teeth, you guys. And even if you don't feel like smiling, you can actually trick your brain into releasing dopamine and other chemicals to actually make you feel happier and therefore live at a higher vibrational state. (laughs) So next time you feel your mood starting to sag, just smile, even if you don't feel like it. But also, be careful with this one, you guys. Like, have you ever accidentally made eye contact with someone while you were smiling out in public and they gave you that look like, what's so funny? Like, come at me, bro. Every other day. day. (laughs) It it used to happen to me all the time pre-pandemic life-wise. Like, I would be working at a coffee shop laughing at whatever the heck I was writing or doing. And then I look up and make eye contact with some girl because guys never do this. And maybe it's because I'm a girl. But girls always give me a stink eye. Like, excuse me, who do you think you're looking at? So, you guys, if somebody smells at you, just smell back. That's all you got to do. And it's also going to raise your your vibration. You're, you're going to be higher vibes. You're going to have good vibrations. Yeah. Tip four, do a social media cleanse. Ooh. Yes, queen. I recommend this one to everyone because I recently did this. And, oh, my gosh, you guys, I honestly – Say I can honestly say that it has helped me get out of a tremendous low point in my life. And I know I've mentioned it before on the podcast once, but um, last month I actually had another miscarriage. I've had four. And after the miscarriage, I decided to delete all of my social media accounts. And I think that that helped me overcome that loss more than any of the previous ones, like much, much quicker. So... If you are, you know, struggling with depression or you have something going on, maybe it's time to just take a break from social media. It can be really hard to do and you don't necessarily have to get rid of it forever. But I think that even just separating yourself from that for a tiny period of time to see how you feel when you're away from it. At first, you're like, I, you, you itch for it. You're just like, I, I want to see what's going on because you're just so addicted to it because that's what social media companies do. They get us addicted to the technology. But after three days, I was like, I don't need that. And I feel so much better just about 
life and my own well-being. So anyways, I think that you can kind of unfuzz your brain and it really helps with mental health and you can just concentrate on other activities when you're not constantly looking at your phone. So social media cleanse, step five, practice affirmations. And this was actually the advice that I found on almost all of the manifestation websites that I visited. And I'm also reading a book about practicing affirmations. It's by, it's called I am here by Ashley Lemieux. And it's not all about affirmations, but she does go over that in the book. But because I I always thought that affirmations were like pseudoscience, like how does me telling myself that something like opportunity comes easily to me how does that actually make opportunity come more easily to me? But with vibrational manifestation and the law of attraction, you guys, it can happen. Some of the tips I found are that you should take some time each uh, one day each week and write down your weekly affirmations, maybe two to three, Um, write them down on a piece of paper. I was told that I should post them on my bathroom mirror so that when you wake up in the morning, you're brushing your teeth, getting ready. You can read them and just remind yourself, okay, opportunity comes easily to me or whatever your manifestation is. And then also say them out loud because then you kind of put them out into the universe so that the universe will deliver said manifestation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then the last one that I'm going to talk about today is practicing gratitude, which James, how perfect that your, Mm -hmm. uh, your icebreaker today was about gratitude. When you (laughs) concentrate on the things that you are truly thankful for, you attract more things that you are able to be grateful for. And through the phases.com said that when you focus on what you have, you basically show the universe that you're ready for more. It's kind of like you're opening up your arms to accept more because you're thankful for what you have, but you can start a gratitude journal. Journaling is a really great way to kind of write about what you're thankful for each day. I personally recommend the book, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. I think that's how you say your last name. It's spelled B-Y-R-N-E. And it's 30 days of exercises to help you concentrate on gratitude. And by the end of the 30 days, you've kind of reframed your brain to default to thinking thankfully. How many days is it? Like 21 days before you build a habit, James, or is it 30 days? Uh, I think it's 30 days. So 30 days. That's exactly the the number of days for this book, you guys. And humble brag, famous dog groomer slash Instagrammer Jess Rona actually personally recommended this book to me. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Alex got me a cameo with her for my birthday and hey, she was like, nice. you need to read this book. Yeah, no, it was, it was lovely. This so very, very nice. she was, it was one of the best cameos that I've ever received. So Jess Rona, I know that she's never going to listen to this or, you know, I'm going to manifest that she is going to listen to this, but Jess Rona, thank you so much for <laughs> that recommendation. Cause I love that book. But anyways, those are just a few of the many ways that you can up your high vibration frequency in order to attract and manifest great things into your lives. Mm. Again, the throughthephases.com has several, several more recommendations, but I just talked about my personal faves. James, what are you talking about today? Well, it's kind of funny that, I mean, any, any religion can practice all three of these things, but it's kind of funny to me that karma and vibration are kind of like Babby's intro to Hinduism. And we're, we're capping it off with basically Hinduism. <laughs> Not necessarily, but pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. One, one view on manifestation stems from the idea of pantheism or monism. And both of those, there's some subtle differences, but both of those assert that 
there is a creator, there is a God, but unlike in most other traditions, he is not separate from his creation. That is to say that God and the universe are effectively the same concept. And under that premise, that means that every single living thing, humans not uh, humans included, almost humans not included, <laughs> uh, humans included, are facets of God. Um, Alan Watts' interpretation of it is very interesting. He he says, you know, imagine, think about Shakespeare talking about a play, you know, and every every all the world's a stage and every man uh, a mere actor or player and in his life must play many parts, something like that. Um, well, imagine if there was a stage and there were actors acting upon it and playing different roles. And we were some of those actors. But at the end of the day, the stage, the curtain, the actors, they're all the audience. They're all just God. They're all just facets of divinity. They're all just aspects of God. And, and a, a way I like to think of it is I am made out of trillions of cells and yeah. If I get a nosebleed, I could lose tens of thousands of those cells, but I'm not less me. I'm not reduced. Those cells comprise me and they are alive and they have roles to fulfill. And yet they are me. And I think that's a decent way of looking at every organism on earth, including people and God in this tradition. And so if that's the case, if every living being is a facet of God, is God playing the role? It's it's literally like the soap operas. You know, tonight the role of Dr. Smith will be played by, you know, tonight the role of God will be played by six billion people, you know, yeah. in that context. Then what you want in life is what God wants for you in life. And if what God wants for you in life is something that a God would want for a person, then it stands to reason that a God would want the best possible outcome for that person, which doesn't mean fun and games. It, it means the best possible outcome in terms of that person's ability to come to understand that they are an actor, that they are huh. God playing a role. And if that's the case, then manifestation works not because of what we want, but because of what God wants, by which I mean God within us. So that's kind of the pantheistic view. It's it's not necessarily that you're you're getting uh, a promotion because you deserve one. You're getting a promotion because it will help you understand yourself better and ultimately possibly not even in this lifetime, possibly not even a thousand lifetimes in the future, but ultimately come to understand the nature and the relationship that you have with the universe and all of the other wonderful living things in it and how they are and you are divine. So that's the pantheistic view. I just realized that this one is actually the shortest of the three because, you know, it's, it's big stuff to think about, but it's not a lot to say within that context. Right. Well, I think that that is very, very philosophical. Thank you. And yeah. Yeah. Was, James, Philosophical stuff confuses me. So, <laughs> um, but no, it's. I think it's also interesting on the that same point that you were saying. It's also the same. It means the same thing if you don't get that promotion, which I think is something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, you know, in Western philosophers who are not pantheistic, you know, uh, oh shoot, who was it? There was somebody that said 
that if you conclude that this is the only reality that there is, which we're not so sure about that, I think all three of us to some degree believe in a multiverse, but if you conclude that this is the only reality, then it's the best reality. It's the best possible reality. And whatever happens is for the best, even if it's bad, you know, what we would consider to be bad. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be thinking about that one for a while, James. It's, it's It's a heady episode. Yeah, well, this one, I was excited when this one came across the, the Patreon base because I was like, I want to do a little bit more digging into that because it's like manifestation is something that I've been trying to practice for the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. But it's the first time that I've really gotten to dig into it a little bit more deeply because it's like I had steps on things I could do to try to manifest, but now it's like understanding the mechanisms behind it has been kind of eye-opening. Hmm. Yeah, so I like it. So, Kate, thank you so much for submitting this topic. Love you, girlfriend. Hmm. Alex, we get to draw from the regular basis. We do. Will you draw from the base? Pull one out, and then we'll give the submissioner a shout. Submissioner? <laughs> a shout. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. So, next week, you guys, we are talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, Lost in the Outback, Crazy Survival Stories. Oh. And this was submitted to us by Mads. Mods. M-A-D-S. It's like that. Mads. Mads. Uh, like Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, exactly. That's who I was thinking of. Sure. I imagine that Mads is actually from Australia. So maybe. shout out to all of our and maybe Australian he has, listeners. Or maybe they have a crazy Outback survival story. Possibly. <laughs> maybe there's something that just made mm. them go, ooh. I just wanted to see if their story was better than everyone else's story. We're going to go to (laughs) Australia next week, you guys. So, Alex, who does our music? Our music is by Grant Cook. You can find his music on Amazon Music, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to music. (sighs) So, you guys, until next week, we hope that you can keep keep it strange.